You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions preview podcast. It is week five, the the schedule game that uh, that we may have circled right as the schedule was released. It is indeed Patriots week. Uh, unfortunately, both teams are one and three, so maybe the hype around this game died down a little bit, but we're going to explore it here on our First Bite podcast. My name is Jeremy Rissman. I am the Producer over at Pride of Detroit, you can find me at Detroit Online. With me, as always, my co-host for First Bite, senior editor of Pride of Detroit, at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. It's Ryan Matthews. How we doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing all right, man. I uh, I had 24 hours in a 48-hour span at school. It was parent-teacher conferences week, Mm. um, which feels like playing the Patriots. Parent-teacher conferences kind of feels like playing the Patriots. I don't know how to extend that analogy, but um, it feels right. We'll we'll let the listeners fill in the blanks there. Uh, Perfect. To what that exactly means. Uh, but as always, on our first bite podcast, we like to bring in a guest from the opposing side of the uh, the aisle. Let's say, um, and this week is no different. Uh, we got an old friend with us, formerly of Pat's Pulpit, now just hating ass Brian, as in <laughs> hating ass Brian on Twitter. Uh, Brian Phillips is with us. Brian, welcome back, buddy. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Despite my uh, my my lone wolf status my my <laughs> uh, my lone wolf ombudsman status uh, on patriot twitter but uh i feel good i feel like this is where i uh can i think you muted yourself there at the end there uh-oh no oh, there we go now i can hear you off to a hot start <laughs> <laughs> no worries well uh we we love brian because he's he he formerly resided in michigan so he kind of has a nice balance of of lions and patriots uh point of view here but um, speaking of of kind of crossing that threshold between Lions and Patriots, uh, it is Matt, and I I almost want Chris to to bleep out the last name there if I if he could, uh, but obviously there's been some controversy in New England now with him, I guess leading the offense. I don't I guess that mystery has been solved. Like he is essentially being the offensive coordinator just without the title. Um, it was a disaster in the preseason. It was a disaster in training camp, but has it gotten better? Uh, I want to say like the jury's out on, on specifically on like the regular season um, because what they've put on tape when they've had Mac Jones healthy hasn't been that bad actually. Um, and like they have credit due to them. Like they've made adjustments on the fly like week one in Miami was a complete disaster <laughs> and they immediately changed things. Like they're like, Oh, okay. We just cannot do these things that we've, that we wanted to do. Um, now, like there's a lot of talk 
behind the scenes and people slide into DMs and hashtag sources and things that nobody's been happy since he's been installed. And there are talks like, Hey, we didn't run a single play in OTAs. We haven't run it. We didn't, they didn't run plays until I got to camp. Um, completely unconfirmed, but I've heard it from a couple different people now and like stuff like that, where it's just like mind blowing stuff things the personnel they have doesn't match up with like the outside zone shanahan stuff and it's just it's been weird but then after like starting in week two they were just like oh okay we're just gonna scrap everything and move forward with kind of what we know um, what we can do best and really it's just been mac jones being bad well, so <clears throat> well i guess the jury's out still on on whether or not Mac Jones, limited participant in practice. It definitely doesn't seem like he's going to play. Um, the ankle injury seems pretty bad. Um, but I mean, when Mac Jones is in the lineup, is there just nothing that instills any confidence, Brian? Um, well, it depends on it depends on who's watching the game. Uh, okay, it depends on where you come from on this. Uh, because I've I'm someone who's always been skeptical of what he can do and. Then he blew everybody's minds with how fast he got up to what I think is his ceiling. I mean, we, I mean, he picked up the speed of the game so fast, um, but then there has been no progress past what we already, the things we already know he can do work from the gun, working from the gun, getting the ball out quick, making quick reads. Um, and then this year they've actually asked him to, put more on his shoulders. His A dot is like way up. They're taking shots downfield. They are scheming guys open. Matt Patricia is scheming receivers open and he's missing them. There's many instances where guys are just running free and and we're missing them. We're checking down too soon and he's making bad decisions with the football. You put that on top of his limited skill set, and it's just, it's kind of been a mess. Um, And they just don't have, and they also have weird personnel. Everything about this team is super weird now. <laughs> it's all weird. Well, I, I guess my, my follow-up question to that is because, you know, the, there, there's a high chance that Mac Jones doesn't play in this game. But, like, how quarterback-proof is this Patriots offense? Like, when, when the Lions line up against them on Sunday and and it's, it's, it's likely that Mac Jones isn't playing, like, are the Patriots capable of being a successful football team without their top signal caller? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what we saw last weekend, um, I think is a perfect example in Lambeau. Um, Bailey Zappi is thrust into action after Brian Hoyer uh, is concussed. And it was now basically injured reserve. Yeah. Um, and it, it was basically go, you know, go with their bread and butter gap scheme running um, first and second down, try to try to work in some play action, try to work in some quick game, but just pound you. Um, and they'll they're cool with playing the limited possessions field position game uh it's super boring it's very annoying it is not sustainable uh but it is how they won the games that they won last year um they had this stretch in the middle of the season after a tough uh, they started two and four and then they won seven straight games and at one point they were the number one seed in the afc and it was like what's going on here it was kind of smoke and mirrors with the schedule and i think like that's how they won those games that's what we're going to see we're basically seeing the mac jones rookie offense going to be happening this weekend essentially like we saw in lambo last weekend 
Well, yeah, let's let's dive a little bit into that running game because it's ranked number one by DVOA. Um, despite the fact that I think the longest run of the season is 17 or 18, like they're just yeah. picking up six, seven yards at a time. I'm, I'm assuming, is there a direction or an alignment that they like to specifically run behind or, or is it just, is it just scheming all over the place? It's, it really starts with their like interior trio and that's been like their hallmark forever. Right. Um, even yeah. back when you look at like Joe Tooney, David Andrews, Shaq Mason, and now you take, Tooney's obviously got that huge contract in KC for the last couple of years. And Shaq Mason was traded. Um, they draft Cole strange. Now he's at left tackle and they've got big Mike on Wenu go blue. I mean, coming from just beautiful stock, uh, a Michigan uh, legend, Mike on Wenu. Um, he's been awesome. And, uh, and those three just maul you. Uh, and since they've gotten back to this gap scheme, the, the zone scheme that they tried to implement uh, in Miami and all through training camp was just, a disaster. They don't have the guys for it. They don't have, you need to, they want, they want to run 12 personnel. They want to get two tight ends on the field. Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. It turns out Hunter Henry cannot block to the point where he's been removed from blocking packages. And like little Jordan Humphrey is now like a move tight end. And, and, and so that's what you're going to see all weekend. And they, basically it's all it's all gap scheme and they'll kill you with power counter and duo all game um and there's really they really have not have many negative plays that's got to be what's contributing to that that number one dvoa because yeah they're not going to bust you for 60 like like a deandre swift or a rashad penny but uh but they're going to just pound you all game and uh and then try to work in play action off of that and hopefully hopefully they can hit a shot or two that's their that's their goal well, I, I mean, we love Hunter Henry on this podcast. I shouldn't say we, um, just some of us, <laughs> one person who's not here and the other person who's laughing right now. But uh, the, the the Patriots spent a billion dollars on tight ends, Brian, and it seems like that should be a focal point of their offense. I mean, between Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, they're spending an awful lot of money on their wide receivers too. But let's start with the tight ends. Like, what do they want to do, especially with a quarterback who they're probably going to have to have under some kind of, you know, um, you know, some kind of limited control um, over what he'll be able to do? Like, what do you think the the tight ends present as a challenge for the Lions when uh, the Patriots are on offense? Well, if if I were Bill Belichick, which is always okay, you know, yeah, yeah, totally fair, yeah. Um, I would simply I would release Hunter Henry from the roster and I would play Jonu Smith 100% of the time. Uh, okay. But that but uh you know so again Brian Phillips Bill Belichick kind of you know um different people I hear. Yeah. There's something going on with Hunter Henry. He's hurt. He's got to be hurt or something because I mean he's never been a huge. He's never been a force in the run game, but he's always been adequate enough. Uh, and he's just getting thrown around. Johnny Smith, on the other hand, is a wrecking ball when he's healthy. Now he's gonna. He was limited today, and like yeah. we'll see how he how he feels. But um, like the goal, like the goal needs to be for them to get Johnny Smith involved more than they are. Where they they had this like stupid little package of like little chip play action screens to him or uh you know little like he's like the the guy who will set up his teammate on mash across the middle and like like spring his teammate for a big gain on mesh. like he, they don't do anything with him and he's their probably their best offensive player like pound for pound their best offensive player and they just they don't utilize him and they're paying him 50 million dollars 
to be this like super role player and be the rock, be the like the blocking half of Rob Gronkowski essentially, but they don't give him any of the route tree and they've got Hunter Henry out there. They split him out wide and ISO him because they think he's some kind of like mismatch. I think he's got like three catches on the year uh, or something like that. Uh, it's, it's really bad and awkward and they just don't threaten defenses vertically at all. So I see I see Detroit having success. I see everybody having success against their <laughs> offense, essentially. It, it, it's interesting because, you know, they like you said, they, they don't bust you for, for long runs. Kind of up the middle, I think, is where the Lions are tech. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of strength on defense, but I think that's one of them. And, and you'll hear the Lions say it constantly. Like, they're confident in the way that their defensive tackles are playing. They're big guys up front. It's the edges where they've been getting just absolutely crushed in the run game. And so you think maybe this is a game that, that Bailey Zappi does have to throw the ball a considerable amount. So let's move to the wide receivers a little bit here because the Lions secondary has also been get it, getting gashed. But I'm looking at the Patriots roster here. Ty Montgomery's on IR. Tyquan Thornton, their the rookie's on IR. Jacoby yeah. Myers is dealing with a knee injury. Who's left to, to really threaten this team downfield? Well, let me sell you on a gently used Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who I am actually I I've always been like higher on him than than like general sentiment I feel like ever since he came out obviously he had the drop issues earlier in his career and then he had a resurgence in Oakland he comes or Las Vegas he comes to New England last year they are kind of a disaster with the rookie quarterback being super conservative but he was better than than it looked um he was open a lot and then this year he's actually been killing it he's been he's been their best pass catching threat uh, because he is fat. He's actually fast uh, and he gets open. Um, but uh, he's, he's got a couple of fumbles this year, things like that. They, 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 this offense shoots itself in the foot. Um, if I am the lions, I am putting Jeff Okuda on Nelson Aguilar. And I'm saying, take him out of this game because we can do whatever we want. To, you know, Devonte Parker, it's not a big deal. Um, force Bailey Zappi to hit you down the field to guys like Devonte Parker and Hunter Henry. And you're going to have a great day. You're going to love it. Um, but Nelson Aguilar, if he gets cooking, he has the potential to put up a big game against anybody. And I, I think he's, been super underrated because he's been been held back the last couple of years uh by his quarterback play well i mean all that sounds good and well brian but we need to come back to what the patriots have in their backfield we talked about their offensive line but we need to talk about their two-headed monster and Ramondre stevenson and we need to talk about damian harris like i i i i watched quite a bit of the packers game last week and it was just evident that they are most successful, as you say, when they put the hand or they put the ball in, in the hand of either of those guys. And when when it comes to their skill sets, are, are they able to you know beat you in, in the receiving game as well? Um, it, are, are they a threat in, in, in that fashion too? one more, maybe more so than the other? So we've seen a big um, a big progression from Ramondre uh, this year um, because he is he's younger he's more spry he's got less miles on the tank less injuries um, and he's 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 nasty uh, especially for his size he's got the softer hands of the two um, big shoes to fill obviously that James White role it was going to be Ty Montgomery but um, obviously he he was put on IR so they asked Ramondre to step up but 
really you'll see them kind of split those duties a little bit. It's been shifting a little more towards Ramondre, but uh, Damian Harris is your, you know, you're not going to have protection issues. You're, you know, you're not going to have, he's going to communicate perfectly with, with David Andrews and they're going to, they're going to be able to get protection set. That's going to be a big thing this weekend, especially with, with Bailey Zappi. That's one thing I'm worried about too, is communication. Um, we're going to have to see, and I'm, I'm glad that this is taking place at home as opposed to at Lambeau where they, where they did have some issues. Um, but uh, Dame is your steady presence. Uh, Damien is your steady presence. He's probably going to get a majority of the goal line work, but um, it's slowly turning into Ramondre Stevenson's offense. Like this is going to be his team moving forward, probably the second half of this, this year. And then uh, going into next year, he's going to be, he's going to be like a, like a workhorse kind of bell cow dude. Last thing I want to go talk about before we move on to the lions uh, offense versus the, the Patriots defense uh, right tackle uh, Isaiah win. If I'm not mistaken, got, got benched last game. Uh, there, there's certainly a, a bit of concern there. I think the rest of the offensive line has done well in pass protection in general, but on the line side, the conversation has been all about let's move Aiden Hutchinson around. Let, let's shift some of the things on the defensive line to, to finally get this pass rush going without blitzing eight all the time. So how big of a concern is right tackle? Do you, do you have a sense of who's going to play? And if it's not Isaiah win, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure who the, the backup is. So tell me about it. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, it's going to be good um, because <laughs> I think there's a good chance that we see a, a move made there. I hope not because when is he's had, it's, it's been a weird year for him. Yeah. He's had a, definitely a down year, but he's clearly better than Marcus cannon. Marcus cannon is back uh, of original draft pick fifth round draft pick in like, like 1984, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, so it's cool to see him still doing it. Um, but yeah, he's back. He's been, he's like on the practice squad and they're doing like the weekly elevation thing with him. Now he's the one who stepped in last week, but man, he cannot move. And um, the fact that they went to him shows how poorly Isaiah Wynn's been performing. I, it, I, I think either way, I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to have uh, an, a, like a, like a, a like a, hey, welcome to the NFL. Like, all right, the big blowout, uh, breakout game. I know he's got, how many sacks does he have now? Like, he's got like three, three or something. Three, all of them in one half against the Right. Commanders. I think, but I but I know that a lot of his sacks and pressures, a lot of football Twitter, film Twitter all over him about, you know, how quality those are. And right. I know uh, that might be a, t- a testy subject with some, um, yeah. but uh, I think he'll have some quality pass rush sets. Uh, uh, this this uh, snaps this weekend um, against regardless of who who's at right tackle and that's gonna like it's gonna be like working with the running they need to get the, on the same page with the running backs and who's chipping and I think we'll see a lot of that because Aiden Hutchinson will give either one of those two right tackles some issues. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, more Hate and Ass Brian from Hate and Ass Brian, uh, Brian <laughs> Phillips, our guest here as we preview Lions Patriots Week Five. The M, we'll just say the MP revenge game. We don't, we don't need to say his game, his name, right? Uh, no. All right. We'll be right back.
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back here on First Bite, our Lions preview podcast. Patriots week here with Brian Phillips at Hate Nest Brian on Twitter. Let's talk about when the Lions have the football. Uh, the Lions offense obviously been rolling. Uh, Patriots defense, not bad, though. Um, let's start with the passing game. Let's start with Jared Goff, uh, new MVP candidate, Jared Goff, Ryan. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, looks like what timeline is this? Dude? It rolls, <laughs> no, no, uh, it really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Just flows right out. Uh, looks like he might get some of his weapons back. Uh, we, we we saw DJ Chark return to practice on Tuesday. He said it, it feels ten times better uh, to the Detroit Free Pest. So it looks like he's on route to returning. Um, still not sure about Amon Ross and Brown, and it looks like DeAndre Swift will probably miss this one. Uh, so l- let me ask you, Brian, let's start with the secondary, because uh, I-, I think there's some intrigue there in the in the Patriots secondary, including a rookie who found the Holy Grail last week and somehow managed to pick six Aaron Rodgers, which has only been done four times ever. And uh, and a rookie managed to do it in, in just what it was his second start of, the, of his career. This is uh, his first start. First start. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, you might as well just retire. <laughs> Well, he might have to after, uh, well, <laughs> according to hate and ass Bryant. Um, so here's the deal. So the secondary is they're feisty. It's probably, it's probably the best unit. Uh, it's their best defensive unit. It might be their best unit on the team, um, which is weird because Jalen Mills is like your number one. Uh, and he was hurt last week, which led to Jack Jones going in. Um, but they have sticky cover guys, J- uh, Jack Jones. And then Jonathan Jones, the, uh, the veteran um, who uh, went from slot to outside corner this year um, has been really good, really, really good. Um, and then you've got Kyle Duggar, who's like an up and coming star. He's really, really awesome. Uh, box safety can play, can play anywhere. He, he's going to, you're going to see him all over the field. If he's healthy enough to, to give it a go. I know he was limited today. Devin McCourty still battling it out, still a solid player, but uh, has lost, definitely lost a step. But Jack Jones uh, is a fourth round pick out of uh, Arizona State. Um, and he fell to the fourth round because he is 175 pounds and <laughs> he's, he's a little guy. Uh, and it showed up um, because before that pick six, he was getting targeted by the defense. Uh, they were finding ways. He's, he has to play field side corner as far away from the formation as possible. You have to keep him away. He can't get in the run fit uh, because he's just, it's not a lack of effort. It's, he just can't. He's yeah. too small. Alan Lazard, uh, you know, runs him over. He gets run over a lot. Um, and then three consecutive plays on their first scoring drive, the Packers' first scoring drive last week, were directed like, at him. Like, all right, we're going to target him. Uh, and then he had – but he had some nice coverage plays. And then the pick six, Alan Lazard fell down. He triggered it nice, but it was, it was a bad route, bad throw. I think Aaron Rodgers thought they were in zone and they weren't. But, uh, but he is like a sticky good – he's a sticky corner good player. Um, and I think uh, if Amon Ross St. Brown plays, uh, he, he'll he get the slot against Miles Bryant, kind of their, the guy you want to go after if he does play. So um, I don't know. 
they they're just not getting a lot of help from their pass rush. That's all. Well, you you look at their um you know pass or sorry their um you look at their pass DVOA on defense and it's just like wildly better than than their their rushing defense. You know tenth in pass DVOA. I want to ask a question to Jeremy real quick. Like we saw what Goff was able to do last week with limited weapons. Like based on what Brian just said, the addition of possibly DJ Shark coming back, like. Is that something do you feel like the Lions can can test? Maybe. I, honestly, it, it almost feels like that doesn't move the needle much, if I'm being completely honest. Like the, the Lions haven't really utilized him that much and haven't really tested. They, they've tried to go deep a couple times here and there, but I'm not sure that's that should be the game plan this week. I, I feel it, like maybe it's more underneath stuff like they did last week with with uh, TJ Hawkinson. And this leads me to to another question I want to ask Brian. Go. Um, as as so our chat wants to know. What, what's Jelani Tavai up to? Oh, God. I was getting around to that because <laughs> I wanted you to talk about the under stuff and I wanted to talk about the linebackers, but I wasn't ready to break that scab. No, I, yeah, I had, so, uh, yeah, so, so I know you guys, you brought up our 10th DVOA pass sure. uh, defense. That's great. Um, <laughs> so I was just doing some cruising around on stat, you know, the football stats today and Patriots are 32nd in rush defense success rate. You do whatever you want to this rush defense. Yeah. Uh, because all offseason, all we heard is, you know, oh, there's they need to get speed at linebacker. This this obsession that teams need speed at linebacker makes like no that's not what linebackers are for. If you want speed at linebacker, put a safety on the field. Like that's not what they are, that's not what they do. So the Patriots go out, they get Mac Wilson from from Cleveland, who is bad. They get They've had Tavai on the roster. He contributed, I think, 5% defensive snaps last year. Uh, and then they loved what they saw from him. So he has thrust himself into a very critical role. Uh, and I think he's up to like 40-something percent snaps has played so far this year. Uh, they did not re-sign Dante Hightower. And now they are a sieve. Now, of course, they've played Lamar Jackson. They've played Aaron Jones and that Packers O-line. But it... It, it wasn't good against Miami. It wasn't good against, I mean, it was fine against Pittsburgh, but that's Pittsburgh. Um, and to, to buy is what exactly what you know, what you guys know he is. He's, he, he's, he's a guy, he's a, he's a practice squad quality player getting Matt Patricia's reps. Like here, have all the reps you want. And, uh, you know, this is what this is the result you get from that kind of personnel roster management. Is is he still very much a like first and second down only kind of guy? Like, oh yeah, well, they like to bring him in a little bit. I've uh, in recent games, he's been part of their sub rush package. Yeah, he's putting those pass rush moves to to mm. use. Uh, he does. I think he had a sack in week. I think he had a sack in Pittsburgh um, where he came around on a twist on third down, but like. Neat. Nice job. Like, way to go. Way to go, JT. Um, yeah, it's I, – I didn't understand not bringing uh, Dante Hightower back. They saw, uh, we signed Jamie Collins this week That's because right. there are problems. There are problems, and we need – we need somebody who knows how to like get in the dirt and, and dig, like dig out holes, fill, fill gaps guys fit the run, please. Um, and there's only so much you can do up front when you're two gapping and you're, you're keeping linebackers off. You're keeping linemen off your linebackers and your linebackers still aren't making plays. So 
that's where they're at i'm having flashbacks jeremy (laughs) (laughs) well who let's talk let's go back to the past game a little bit who who is kind of responsible for for covering the middle of the field there because i feel like again that's that's where the Lions did the most damage last week with kind of the 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 shortened lineup and and because i think the the patriots have at least decent guys on the outside who who is covering the middle of the field and are are they good at it so if you go back to the Baltimore game in week three and you'll see why Mark Andrews on Lamar Jackson had so much success, Kyle yeah. Duggar was out. Mm. And Kyle Duggar, Kyle Duggar is a menace, man. He he's he is gonna probably be the guy I would put on TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Um and just say, hey, take do what you can to take him away. Right. Uh, he's also their best run defender. Um, and so he's he's always down. He, he again, he's all over the place. He's gonna be. I mean, he could fly up. You'll see him fly up to deep safety when they want to disguise how they're rotating their guy, their coverage, and uh, just a really special player. Um, he he is. That's the guy over the middle. Um, and then uh, I mean, essentially, it's it's you know you've got Devin McCourty and then. Uh, John Jones, the way that they've been playing so much zone lately, um, it's you know those those deep third corners are really uh, asked to cut uh, over routes and crossing routes too on like the backsides and stuff. So, um, but yeah, if Kyle Duggar's healthy and like and is is Kyle Duggar when he's out there, then that'll be the guy responsible for basically their entire pass. He makes everything go for them. Well, you said he's, you know, their best run defender. I I, I got to know, Brian, like what is going to be the key to Detroit having a successful ground game? I know I, we, we've talked about it. Like they're, they're terrible at stopping the run, but like, where are they most susceptible? Um, You're going to <laughs> essentially, because uh, you, you're going to get the two, you're going to, you're going to get put doubles on there too. Uh, like Larry guy, if he's, if he plays or Christian Barmore and, and Davin Godshaw in the middle. Um, and then you just attack these linebackers. Uh, Joan Bentley uh, is a solid player, but um, if you get him moving, you get motion happening. Uh, motion has been just killing them uh, and specifically motion. And then you run it up, you run it in the a one of the a or B gaps, you get their assignments. They're, they're not communicating. The linebackers aren't communicating with each other. Um, and if the defensive line, doesn't play their responsibilities perfectly if they're not moving gaps if they're not switching immediately to when they're seeing this motion happen and they're not gap sound there's issues and we saw it all last week in lambo um and that's i mean that's and i know detroit has that ability because i watched that damn seattle game and they were nasty um and i i know dan or uh, i know i know the lions have a lot of gap scheme stuff that they can do to get guys moving and keying on guys and uh getting them out of position and, and gapped out so i'm i'm a little that's where i'm nervous like if, if swift does play it's i'm very nervous but i think john williams is gonna have a a, a big game Last thing I want to do before we Jamal get to our predict- <clears throat> last thing I want to do before we we get to our prediction uh, part, um, I do want to talk about the pass rush because you mentioned um, it's been an issue. Um, we had another Patriots opinion uh, tell us that it's exceptional, uh, which oh. which is confusing to me based on uh, some of the statistics I looked at. So, tell me about the the Patriots pass rush. Um, is it yeah good? Their pa- their pass rush. His name is Matt Judon. <laughs> uh, he's from West Bloomfield, uh, sure. gr- you know, Grand Valley State. What's up? Uh, that is their pass rush. Um, and on <laughs> early downs, Dietrich Wise has been pretty solid from like that big end spot, kind of like uh, I don't know who used to play that spot when I was in Detroit. Deshaun Hand, like that that <laughs> that five tech. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
kind of guy. Uh, he's like kind of had a resurgence. Um, so he'll, he could get a little feisty, but um, really everything they do has to be manufactured. It's, it's, you're going to see a lot of uh, like third down amoeba front, you know, who's coming sim pressures and stuff. Um, and then uh, loops and stunts and all that stuff. Um, they have to generate those things uh, with guys like Tavai. And, and Josh Uche, who has just uh, struggled to get on the field outside of the sub rush package. Um, you know, he just, for whatever reason, we don't, we, we're not privy to why, but um, you know, God forbid you put that athlete on the field and just see what he can do on early downs, but Hey, you know um, that's, that's, that's the pass rush situation. So, I mean, if they're not, if they're not manufacturing and they're not having success with it, it it's, it's, doesn't matter what the passing attack you're facing is they're going to have success in the nfl when they can when they've got more than three seconds to throw all right let's move on to the prediction portion which we like to call the one thing we think we know where we make a prediction about any part of the game and as always ryan uh, i don't remember how you did last week do you remember what your prediction yeah i said jamal williams was going to have his first hundred yard rushing game nailed it nailed it he had a career day all right, so let's make it two two in a row here, Ryan. What's the one thing you think you know about Lions Patriots? Oh man, now I feel like I have to say something that maybe I don't think I know, but something that might benefit the Lions. Um, and that's an awful lot of pressure, but <clears throat> I'm gonna swerve. I have some confidence in this. If DJ Shark can play, I think he's gonna be the top receiver in um in this game. I think that what Ben Johnson has been able to do so far is let's be honest, I'm I know the defense has gotten all the bad pub. But what Ben Johnson has been able to do is just like masterful. Like so far he's been able to just whip up these schemes that are resulting in the lions being the number one offense in the NFL. And last week, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought, I I thought I heard you say the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah. You, Brian, you heard me right. And that (laughs) offense included last week, Josh Reynolds, seven catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to say that DJ Shark, the one thing I think I know is that he eclipses those numbers. I like it. I like Ooh. it. All right, Brian, we go to you next. What is the one thing you think you know about Lions Patriots? That is so funny because I um, was going to say that the Lions passing attack is going to have success because when you watch the Patriots defense, the one thing that they have trouble with uh, is – uh, as far as chunk plays go over the last couple of weeks is um, press man coverage on the outside against big wide receivers. Hmm. I think DJ Chark. Yes. I think DJ, <laughs> I think DJ Chark is the perfect kind of guy. Uh, we saw it with Romeo Dobbs last week in Lambeau, uh, the back shoulder fades from like the best back shoulder fade thrower of, of, in the history of the, that throw. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a pass at Jared Goff is it like that's one of his go like i i just have these like pictures in my head of jared goff throwing these back shoulder fades uh for some reason i don't know to who it's like some mystery guy in my head uh I feel like but i haven't seen him do that much here but maybe he has I, who maybe knows? he just hasn't had a dj chart to throw it to maybe um but you're gonna have that opportunity against smaller corners like john jones uh, and then Jack Jones, who we talked about, has not been te- was not tested last week on back shoulder throws, even though he was on Alan Lazard a ton, like completely outsized. Um, they beat him kind of. In, they figured out ways to beat him in other ways. They did not go back shoulder to him um, on the same play that they threw the touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. They had one on one on Jack Jones. 
a 175 pound corner that doesn't matter how sticky you are. If you're DJ Chark, you need to beat him in that man coverage situation. But since Ryan took mine, I know for a fact that this game is going to end in a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is going to love that. He's literally predicted to tie every week. So he's, yes, he's going to be just gloating all by week uh, about that. Uh, the one thing I think I know, and by the way, I missed last week, just barely because I said Chark was going to get a hundred yards, but then I also said, if he doesn't play, it'll be Reynolds and Reynolds just missed it. So, well, that doesn't count. That, That's not, I, close. I said, I didn't get it. That is close. Shut up. <laughs> Reynolds, is, Reynolds is such a dog. I love Josh. Reynolds. He's great. Uh, a serpent of death. <clears throat> Dan, I don't think Dan Campbell loves anyone more than, than Josh Reynolds, which is crazy to say, cause there's some guys he really loves on that nah, team. That's some high praise. <laughs> um, the one thing I think I know, and I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to get the judge from from you two whether this is not bold enough to predict. But my prediction is three hundred combined rushing yards for both teams. Do I need to bump that up like twenty five, fifty yards to make it bolder? Yeah, I think one of the two teams could run for two hundred. Right, right. So, yeah. and and they're both definitely going to run for a hundred. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll say, we'll say three twenty five. Three to by well, that my, means. That's a lot. That's a lot of yards. Gonna be, it's going to be like what, like a two-hour game? That's not right. Great. A two-hour game. It'll be like seventeen to thirteen. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't see why either team has any has any motivation to throw the ball much in this game. No, there really isn't any need. Uh, I, I really feel like that front, uh, that offensive line personnel, and with like Jamal Williams feels like the kind of guy that would have success against these Patriots linebackers too. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that kind of wraps us up, Brian. Uh, I'll give you the floor for anything you want to promote. And if it's just your Twitter account, just promote your Twitter account. If you, if there's something you like or anything that you produce, yeah, take, sure. take, the, take the field here. Every once in a while, every, yeah, but every week or so around like Wednesday ish on the, the, the all 22 comes out. I like to just put little things together and, and just talk about how bad Hunter Henry is. Uh, and so, but, but it comes from a place of love of John U. Smith. So like, if you just search, I, I, and we need to get the message out there, you guys about John U. Smith, we need to free John U. So uh, go to my Twitter, uh, Twitter. Don't follow me. Just go just to it. Go to Bookmark it. it. At, at hating ass Brian. <laughs> Uh, and then just search hey, at hate Ness Brian and then Janu or Janu Henry or Henry, uh, something to that effect. And uh, th- I've got some videos out there of why retweet them again. Do not still follow, <laughs> but retweet those. And let's get the message out there that Janu Smith needs some respect. And if, because the, if there's anything that Bill Belichick is going to respond to, it's it's retweets. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are starting to understand. <laughs> well, that's going to do it here for First Bite. Uh, thanks again to Brian Phillips for joining us. Thank you all for listening. We will be back Sunday after the game, live on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit. We'll also be doing our men's sim Saturday mornings, 1030 a.m. Eastern. But until then, thank you all for joining us. It's chaos. Be kind.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.